Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Jason Rice Show. I hope your year is off to a great start. All right. I have what I think is a great message for you. So let me ask you a question. If I made you an offer right now to give you $1 billion for a completely different life, which essentially you would get a different life, right? I mean, if you had a billion dollars, you could pretty much map out whatever life you wanted, wouldn't you? I mean, you could have a new house, a new car. All the material trappings that you have ever wanted in this world would pretty much be at your fingertips. So if I offered you $1 billion, it would be not only life-changing, but it would be new life-creating. Or would it? So I was listening to Peter Thiel, the billionaire venture capitalist, co-founder of PayPal, uh, first investor, major investor, uh, and former board member of Facebook. And he was telling the story of the day that Yahoo came in to pitch the idea of purchasing Facebook. And he describes how he, and I can't recall the other board member, but it was he, another board member, and Mark Zuckerberg, the only three members of the Facebook board at the time, which, by the way, was still a pretty small company. Only, I think they had like 100,000 users, and they were all college students. So this had not hit the mainstream yet. This wasn't grandma and grandpa hopping on the Facebooks to look at kids, pictures of the grandkids, and just kind of what we know now as the Facebook world. This is before all of that. Yahoo is coming in to pitch, making a $1 billion offer for Facebook. And Zuckerberg walks in, and of all the baller moves that Mark Zuckerberg has obviously made throughout his career, I am of the opinion this was the biggest one he made of all. He walks into the meeting with uh, Peter Thiel and the other board member, and he says, well, this is probably only going to be about a 10-minute meeting because we're just going to turn down the offer. To which Peter Thiel suggested that, well, no, we probably should think about this. I mean, this is a large sum of money. A billion dollars is a lot of money. Now, here's something you have to remember, too. Peter Thiel, yes, was really wealthy, but I think his take on the PayPal sell was somewhere around $50 million. This sell would have made him around $150 million. So 3x what he made from his first big equity event with PayPal. This is 3x that as a not a senior owner, not a founder, but as a board member and early investor. So now Peter Thielsen are going, what? This is a lot of money to me. And he had he, and he had watched this movie before because if you and you should go back and there's I think uh, Business Wars has a great um, a great episode where they do um, eBay versus PayPal and they go through the whole uh, story of Meg Whitman as CEO of eBay and the acquisition of PayPal and how that went down and this conversation Peter Thiel had been through this before. Well, so he, he suggests to Zuckerberg that. We know we should really think about this because billion bucks, a lot of money. And Zuckerberg said, you know, I I just I don't want to sell. And Phil's like, but think of all that you could do. And here is where I I've got to give Zuckerberg look. I understand the pros and cons of, of, of this guy or whatever. So if you are an anti-Zuckerberg guy, if you think he's a, a total douche or whatever, please just tune in to, to what I'm about to say because and look a little deeper. In this one instance, 
You know, two things can be right at the same time. You can have someone who's a total douchebag come up with some major nuggets of wisdom. I'm not saying that Zuckerberg is a major douchebag, but just suspend whatever preconceived notions you might have about the guy for one moment, because here's what I think is really, really cool and a really great nugget of wisdom that he displayed during this moment. Peter Thiel tells me, he says, think of all the good things you could take and you could start other companies, other businesses. And Zuckerberg said, well, you know, the thing is though, Peter, if I had the money, which to him, I think would have been around $250 million at 22 years old, 250 million, 22. He said, you know, Peter, if I took the money, I would probably just start another social networking business. And I like the one I have. Now I want you to just kind of absorb that for a moment. If I had the money, I would probably do exactly what I've already done because I like what I have. I think what this displays is that well before Mark Zuckerberg became a billionaire, he was already incredibly wealthy. Now, this had nothing to do with money or material things. It was that he knew who he was, he knew what he liked, he knew what he wanted, and he'd already achieved that with or without a quarter of a billion dollars. So here's my point to you. Is there some outside windfall, some outside thing, a new house, a new car, a promotion at work, a raise, a new job, some equity event that you and your partners are killing yourself to try to get to? You've been doing a a tour, a a VC tour where you're, you're hopping on charter planes and jets and making pitch after pitch after pitch from coast to coast, trying because you just know that you could just make this one deal. You could just make this one deal and you'd have this windfall. Then all of a sudden everything would be right in the world. But let's say that happens. How much would your life actually change? Now, I'm not talking about that you've got the mother that you could buy the house that's lived in poverty and you want to show her how much you love her and this is what you would do. Not that. I'm talking about you. What if every single thing you ever really wanted is already within your grasp? You just need to pay a little bit more attention to it. Maybe you just need to brush it up. Maybe you need to love on it a little more. What if the new house that you're dying to have isn't, it's just a figment of your imagination. What if the house that you currently have, instead of needing to be completely scrapped and and left to, you know, to put on the market and sell to another family and so that you can move to another one, what if you could just upgrade one room? What if you really started to look at that house and think about the memories that it possesses with the, that you, that we just came through Christmas. What if you could just stop for a moment and relive in the, in, in your mind, the Christmas mornings in that home that will not be with you in the new home? What if you came to the realization that even if you had a quarter of a billion or the billion that I fictitiously offered you, what if you came to the conclusion that even if you had it, you'd look and go, I already like what I have. Why would I do anything different? Now, look, again, if I were speaking in person, there would be some contrarian in the audience that would say, yeah, but I would have peace of mind and freedom. And and just if you ever show up at one of my live events, if I'm talking to a class, if I'm lecturing somewhere, and you're that guy, just know that I'm going to smile. And I'm going to go, yeah, that's true. And I'm going to play it off. But really, I'm wanting to punch you in the face 
because you're such an idiot. And I'm not talking to you. If you're if you're the contrarian in this moment and you can't understand what I'm trying to dispel to you, just go listen to another podcast. You're an idiot. I got no time for you. Um, but but most of you, if you're listening to this, you understand exactly what I'm saying. You realize if you've got it right, if you're doing now, and here's the thing, here, here's the, the, the contrarian side of that. Another way of looking at that, if, if Zuckerberg were not already doing the thing that he knew he was made to do, he was not already building the type of business and company and living the life he was already uh, meant to live, he would have taken the money because he would still be searching. But what he was wise enough to realize is he already loved what he did. He loved what he had built. And in fact, all the money in the world would only cause him to want to do it again. What about you? What about your relationships? What, what about how many of you out there are thinking, oh my God, if I could just have a younger, hotter wife, if I could only have a richer husband, if I could only have someone else other than this douchebag, this nag, whatever the case may be, if I could only have another one. Here's the problem. Wherever you go, there you are. And the thing is, here's the beautiful silver lining of this. Here's the punchline. It doesn't take a quarter of a million dollars to change your life. You're never going to be able to buy a new life because here's the thing. Wherever you go, there you are. Your life follows you, your habits, your mistakes, your past, your present. It's all there with you. All the money in the world doesn't change this. So what if instead of taking my billion-dollar offer, which I know you all would, and if somebody came to me and said, hey, I'll give you a billion dollars, I'd, I'd take it, but that's a hypothetical. In the real world, no one is going to come along unless, unless you have built a life so rich, so meaningful, so exciting, full of such joy and contentment, that if someone came along and said, I tell you what, I like the way your life looks. This life you've built for yourself, I like the house, I like the kids, I like the wife, I like it all. I'll give you $1 billion for it. The only thing is, you got to do something. To we, I get everything that comes with it. Would you do it? Of course you would. I, I, and, and for those of you, if your life is so crappy, and you, and you despise your family and your loved ones so much that you would sell them out for a billion dollars, you got way more problems than can ever be solved on an, on an episode of the Jason Wright Show or in one of my, my classes or any of my coaching. I can't help you. But I think the people I'm talking to here, the people that are listening to this, I think you know that there's no amount of money that you would trade those things for. It's kind of like a friend of mine once said that when people are really complaining about their problems, and this guy, he had every reason to be cynical, bitter, upset. His uh, his spouse has had has and still to this day deals with an incredible, uh, debilitating illness. That, so this guy had every reason to be bitter and cynical. But he told me this one day. He said, "You know, he said it's like this: when people start complaining about their problems, they think their problems are so bad." And they wish they could just get rid of them. He said, I always imagine if you're sitting around a circle and everybody's able to just stuff their 
their problems in a bag and throw them into the middle of the floor. And everybody goes, okay, go grab whichever bag you want. Now, what would people do? They go grab their problems because the problems they know. Whatever problems they have, they know. And they have no idea what someone else might be dealing with. So the best thing to do is to start to take laser-like precision and focus on your issues, your life. How do you fix the roots of the problems? The money will never solve it. The things will never solve it. The bigger house, the move, it will never solve it. And here is the good news. Here's the beautiful thing. And, and, and by the way, those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know, uh, you know this about me. When I get on one of these tangents, I'm generally speaking as much to myself as you, the audience. I, I, I have to constantly be reminded when I get down, whenever I get upset, when I get frustrated, when things aren't moving as fast and as quickly as I want them to, that the gold mine lies within me. I've got to keep digging. I've got to keep digging until I strike. It's not going to come from some outside force. It's not going to be from somebody else coming along and going, hey, Jason, here you go. Here's the gold you've been looking for all along. No, it's going to come from within me. And so that's what I would tell you. It You have, every, you don't need the billion. You don't need Zuckerberg's cut of the, the Yahoo offer of a quarter of a billion dollars. You don't need it. Every single thing you have ever wanted lies within you. Uh, Andrew Carnegie the uh, early industrialist one time was asked how he was able to create so many millionaires. He had created within his, uh, his company more millionaires than any other. I guess it was U.S. Steel that had more millionaires uh, than any other company at that time. And Carnegie was asked, how do you create so many millionaires? And he said, I look at human beings like gold mines. I don't care where they come from. I don't care what their circumstances. I see in them a gold mine. You just have to keep digging in the individual. And you have to find where the gold is within them. And that's what he used to do. He would find employees and he would nurture them and he would keep looking and digging and looking and digging. And eventually he would strike gold within that individual. And while they became the millionaire, it helped him continue to become a multi, multi, multi millionaire, right? Each one of us, you have the goal within you, you just have to keep digging for it. And here's another thing too. You know, geologists are, are constantly going out looking at where to uh, strike oil, right? I guess they do the same thing for gems and diamonds and that sort of thing. But, you know, I'm from East Texas. We know oil. I'm, te you know, we Texans, we know oil. Where I'm at in the East Texas oil patch. And a lot of money is spent on geology reports, and um, they're looking for the perfect place that might actually contain oil. But they size up, and they dig, and they, and they, and they, they, they go, and, they, and even if there's no gold there, or excuse me, even if there is no oil where they actually decide to explore, they do everything in their power to be able to hedge their bets for success. They've got investors. It takes millions and millions of dollars and risk before even digging, before even putting a hole in the ground to get the oil, to extract the potential of the oil being there. 
but they've got a good idea they have taken and they've gotten rid of every other suggested site. They move away from every single other site and go, no, this is the one. This is the one that is going to protect our investors' assets. This is the one that is going to continue to fund those pensions that rely on it, those investment firms that have invested in us. This is going to yield them the best return. This is the site. All others, the opportunity costs of this this venture, we're saying that we are going to, here's the opportunity cost. Here's what that looks like. We're going to say no to every other single site where we could dig. And we're going to say yes to this. We know by saying yes to this site, we're saying no to all the others because we think there's the most likelihood of oil being here. So here's my challenge for you. Here's my challenge this year. Every year. I mean, I, it's, it's close to New Year, so everything's supposed to be, I guess we're all based around it. Just It's almost like a reflex to say, this year, 2023, new, new year, new you. No, no, no. New Year, same you, but hopefully with a mindset of getting a little bit better. Here's what I suggest to you. Go find where the goal within you lies. What are you good at? What do you love to do? And it's not just about what you love to do. You know, if you, if you love to play pickup basketball every weekend and you're 45 years old, I don't know what value you're going to be able to derive from that. Maybe there's something, I don't know. Maybe you start a, I don't know, a local old men's middle-aged knee brace wearing bad headband wearing probably shorts a little too long wearing cargo short wearing pickup basketball league i don't know maybe you do that i don't know but i don't my point is this go find where the gold lies within you and if you don't find it keep digging keep digging there's something in you that this world needs that if you can start to extract that resource that is uniquely yours and you can deliver it, then here's the cool thing. You might just find that you love delivering it so much that even if someone came along and offered you $250 million, you would say, I don't want to take the risk of having to do this all over again. that's, That's what I would do. Sure, I would be doing it with a lot more money, a lot more freedom, a lot more peace of mind, I guess, financially. I had an incident similar to this. One time I, I walked into a, a company that a friend of mine and I, we were trying to acquire and we were sitting in this little conference room and, um, eventually this old man walks in owner and founder of the company who I think at the time had owned it for around 38 years, had built it from nothing into one of the largest, uh, it was a, it was a heavy construction company. And, uh, he walks in with, a uniform shirt on, just navy blue uniform with a patch that had his name on it as though everyone didn't know who he was. He was 74 years old, walking on a cane, had a, had a cap on with the company's logo. And we got to talking. And he said, boys, I'll tell you something. I have had everyone you can think of from Goldman Sachs to every other large player, large competitor of mine come in here and try to buy me. And he said, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in selling. He said, I love what I do. He said, in fact, I plan to one day just have a big auction. I'm going to sell off all the equipment, sell the building, sell the real estate, and I'm out. That's it. I have no interest. I love what I do. And he pointed to the wall, and it was this huge highway project he was working on. And he said, I certainly won't do anything until I finish that. And the cool thing was, this was a guy that it wasn't about the money. 
it was about the fact that he had come to the conclusion that money can't give me what I get from building this company and running this company. I already have everything I need. I don't need the money. And I, look, I, I can't imagine myself. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I hear these stories. I'm like you probably out there. I hear these stories. And I go, that's unbelievable. It's almost unbelievable to think that you could be in a position where somebody could come to you and offer you that kind of financial reward. And you go, nah, I am so content. I don't need the money. But you know what? I think that's a worthy ambition. I think it's a worthy goal. And I got to say, when I heard that story, and if you want to read this story and many others, you can read it uh, in Peter Thiel's book, uh, and I always say it wrong. I think it's Peter Thiel or Peter Thiel, so please give me a little grace. I I say it both ways, and I'm sure there's a proper one that I'll get DMs and emails on, but thank you for that. Um, zero to one. Great book. If you're an entrepreneur, if you want to build a business, if you want to build a department within your company and you want to figure out how to make some really, what innovation look like some, it looks like and why, and taking a, a different view of monopolizing a certain space, why that can be important when you're starting out, uh, how to look at markets. Just, it's a great book. It's been out for probably, gosh, a good five, six years now, maybe even more, but zero to one. That's where uh, he, he describes this story. I've heard him tell it several times. But, um, you know, take the time. Take the time to evaluate what you already have. I think that if we can all do that, and if we can start to operate from a place of gratitude and improving what is already ours, then what you just might find is that everything that you think all the money in the world would bring you you already have deep down what you need and want you just need to give it a little more attention all right hope that uh, gives you a little inspiration and uh, helps you to I don't know what, what can we say about this one improve your contentment always in always good enough all right Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you're having a great week. Hope your 2023 is off to a banging start. I'm Jason, and I'm out. Well, that does it for this episode of The Jason Wright Show. Thank you so much for listening. This has been a Texas Titan Media production. Fourth Wall did the music. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please consider going out to jasonwrightnow.com and signing up for the Vitruvian Letter. Also, please go out to iTunes. It takes like 30 seconds to just leave us a five-star rating. It does wonders for the podcast. I would be so grateful. And with that, until we meet again, go crush it and endeavor to improve always in all ways. I'm out. Thank you.